Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Gordon tells us about an unwelcome encounter with his dead father-in-law. And Lori tells us about a dead logger who looked for his wife and daughter for years after his death until she helped him find peace. Then there's Victoria, who shares her story of a long-dead pig, Edna June, who still watches over her ranch. Did you know a cafe in Anchorage, Alaska is haunted by the ghost of a woman who was blown to bits by a hired hitman? Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. These are just a few of the stories you will hear, and these stories just keep coming. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers. Today, our guests are Holly Philippi and Stephen Zimmer. Stephen and Holly worked together to operate Seventh Star Press and the Imaginarium Convention. The Imaginarium Convention is an all-genre creative writing convention based in Louisville, Kentucky. This convention is so successful, it's in its seventh year. I was honored to attend the last one, and it was truly amazing. I highly recommend it to all of you. Stephen is an editor, filmmaker, broadcaster, and writer whose latest book release, When Shadows Fall, completed the Dark Sun Dawn trilogy featuring warrior heroine, Raiden Valkyrie. Holly is the founder of Holistic Holly's Healing Helpers and has developed a full line of natural essential oils-based skincare and health products. They both live in Lexington, Kentucky with two fiery young tuxedo cats named Victoria and Albert. Holly and Stephen, I wanna welcome you to Real Ghost Chatter. I know you both have many experiences and I'm really looking forward to talking to you about it. So Holly, I think you might have even more than Stephen's had from what we've talked about. So (laughs) are you willing to tell your your story and your first experience or any experiences that you've had and um, then tell me how old you were when you first had them and where you were. Okay, okay. My first um, that, that I can recall, because I always have heard them, so there wasn't like a start date, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I told my, my mother, because I used to see this, the, it was at my house, um, and the presence is still there. Although now over the years, I've realized the presence that is there even my mom admits it now. <laughs> they, they call him George. But George <laughs> likes to play pranks. He, he hides stuff on her, you know, and then she'll find it like laying on the table days later. He even, she lost her iron, you know, just your iron clothes with. She always puts it on her dryer. She lost it a while back. And then it, it just showed up sitting on her washer one day. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's pretty heavy. But yeah, my, my first big scary one was 
we had a, a dresser that sit by our stairs going up the stairs. And that was before they were built in. So it was open. Mm -hmm. And I went to turn off a lamp that was on top of that dresser one time. And a ice cold hand grabbed mine. Oh my. And I mean, didn't brush it, grabbed. And I screamed. And my, my adult brother lived there because they were, he was 18 years older than me. But he lived there at the time. And he come running and I told him what had happened. And he went up the stairs, you know, thinking somebody was in the house or whatever and checking. And my mom, of course, tells me it's all my vivid imagination. Of course um, she does. <laughs> yeah. that, that was really scary because, I mean, as a child, I was probably about, about seven mm -hmm. at that time. Just frightening. And, you know, I wouldn't sleep by myself then. Um, but I would still see things and mom be like, oh, it's your imagination, whatever. I've seen my doll's heads turn. Um, I had this one doll and um, I finally made her get rid of it. I was probably about nine when she finally got rid of it, but its head would turn. It would turn. I oh God, that is just know, horrible. Many like, times. in a horror movie, girl. <laughs> well, it was. And you know, mom's always like, oh, you're imagining, you're right. Well, then I'll tell you when she started believing skip a bunch of years ahead i was probably about 11 12. um she happened to sleep upstairs with me that night when i had twin beds and she had slept upstairs with me that night i don't even remember why but she was up there and coming up our stairs and nobody else would have been coming up the stairs because dad was at work and my brother was at work nobody should have been up the stairs every single stair from the bottom to the top you heard a creak 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 all the way up oh and mom's gosh. like somebody's coming upstairs and i was like no it's george i said there's nobody there you know and she's like holly grab a book or something somebody's coming upstairs you know she she grabbed her bottle she had a pop bottle she grabbed it she was gonna whack somebody and i was like mom there's nobody there and i opened up the door there ain't nobody there wow so oh. that's when mom started. And I said, I've been trying to tell you for years. You know, I said, you never <laughs> listened to me. You never believed me. And that's when she started to believe in, a, you know, a little bit more. Wow. And, and, and now, you know, it's, it's just funny. They call him George. <laughs> I just find that so great. Yes, George. <laughs> and George even when like... we're there now, I mean, we go sleep in my old room when me and Stephen go visit. You'll hear creaks and cracks. The door will open, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, George, stop. I'm like, you know, let me sleep. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, you've seen all that too, huh? Um, I haven't seen the door open yet, but I have heard the, the stairs creaking with a w definite weight. Oh, I mean, God. Like somebody's walking up the stairs. For God, sure. you guys are giving me chills. Yeah. <laughs> my, my house so far is fairly quiet, so let's keep it that way, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah George yeah. can stay where George is. Yeah. Say it again, Holly. Open cabinet doors. Oh, my. There'll be cabinet doors wide open. That's a strong ghost. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything harmful, you know. He just like plays tricks. He and steals things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's never talked to me. That's he never has. Really? No. Which is which is odd. He never has talked to me. And you so haven't I, seen him per no. se. No, I've oh. never seen him other than shadows. Mm -mm. 
uses all his energy just so he could move things like your mama's yeah. iron. Yeah. Just to play tricks. It's <laughs> yeah. just bizarre. That is bizarre. So now, my first, uh, I'll tell you, my first full body apparition was when I was probably about 16. Me and my friend, Lisa, she was, she was driving the car. We were going down this back road with gravel, corn on both sides, of course, Indiana. Um, so the corn was, you know, up. And mm -hmm. I seen a young man wearing jeans. I can still see him now. Jeans, a jean jacket, white t-shirt, couldn't make out his face, standing in the middle of the road. And I, I screamed at Lisa. I said, you're going to hit him. You're going to hit him. And she says, hit who? I said, he's standing. And then, I mean, I thought she hit him. I grabbed the steering wheel, you know, real quick. Uh -huh. And she slams on the brakes. And she's like, Holly what did you see? And I said, he was standing right there and you've hit him. So I was all upset. We get out of the vehicle and look around. I mean, yelled, there's nobody. There's nobody. Wow. And I mean, this was not a cloudy vision or, you know, any kind of like mist, ghost or no, this was a full body. And then later we found out because we were still in high school, we found out that there was a young man killed on that road. He had had a wreck years I'll ago. I'll be. Yeah. And I bet if you looked it up, he was probably dressed similar to what I you saw. I guarantee it, because it would have made sense, because it mm -hmm. would have been years prior to that, and that would have been around, you know, the 80s, and mm -hmm. that's when they wore jean jackets and stuff. So, yeah, right. it would have made sense. Wow. That's really, oh, golly. Do you consider yourself clairvoyant? Oh, definitely. I was going to say, I think you are. <laughs> if you yeah, don't. <laughs> as, as I've got older, um, you know, things have become more clear and they, they speak to me mm -hmm. more clearly. Um, I do want to, and I have to make the time, you have to make the effort um, to meditate. I need to meditate every day. I need to clear my mind. I need to work on bringing them through because I would like to one day just be able to pick up an item from somebody, you know, and say, oh yeah, this was so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And they have a, you know, I would love for them to be able to come through because now what happens is, you know, like Tim will be trying to talk at once, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, listen, if, you know, you're all going to talk at once, I'm not talking to you right now, you know, <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you want it. And I do this, so Stephen will hear me talking. Yeah. I'll be downstairs in our house now because we have seven, we have seven spirits here. Mm. And I'll be downstairs and I'll be like, listen, if you all going to talk at once, I'm not talking to you. If one of you want to come through, I will speak to you, you know, mm -hmm. but I'll go downstairs and I'll be like, do not be bothering me. Do not be pinching me. Cause when I first moved in this house, I got pinched. I got pushed. I got my hair pulled. I mean, it just weird things. People would open up cabinets, glasses would fall out. Uh, I don't know how many glasses we end up breaking. It was ridiculous. <laughs> But they finally settled down because I'm like, listen, either you go or you leave me alone. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, you can stay here because there's no malevolent presence, you know, around that I feel now. Mm -hmm. um, we do want to hear that because I know you may have Stephen some. has experienced some prior mm -hmm. to me moving here. Mm -hmm. The only malevolent thing that happened was, this has been probably about six months now, mm -hmm. Stephen. I was asleep one night and I've only experienced sleep paralysis maybe one other time in my life. Um, but I was asleep, sound asleep. 
I was laying on my side towards Steven. So my back was toward the edge of the bed. And I was asleep, I thought. And then I got woke up because somebody was poking me hard in the mm. shoulder. Poke, mm -hmm. poke, 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 poke. I was completely paralyzed. I could not move a muscle. I'm trying to scream. I'm trying to yell Stephen, you know, because I thought in my mind, I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't think ghost at first. I thought there's a person, mm -hmm. you know, and I was scared to death. And finally I kept getting out, you know, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. And it finally from a whisper got loud enough to where he woke up. And I said, there's somebody behind me. And so he sits up real quick, looking around. And then he's like, Holly, there's no one there. And then I was able to move. And so then I turned over and everything. I said, Stephen, I still feel where it was poking me in, in my shoulder because it hurt. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, I still can feel that. I mm -hmm. said, I was getting poked in the shoulder. Yeah, that was bizarre. Mm -hmm. I do not ever want that to happen again oh no i paralysis that, is is ridiculous i mean that that is terrifying it I was, is yeah terrifying. i've heard that that account on when i've watched some of the shows that i've watched and it's the same account that you just gave really where you're completely you paralyzed and mm -hmm. you cannot move and mm -hmm. you are awake and now sometimes yeah. they're poked or sometimes people are pressured like something's laying on them right but, Yours sounds exactly like what I've heard, and that is a terrifying thought oh, it, or ex it, an experience. Yeah, because you really think somebody's there. I mean, it's so hard. Yep, that, that's know, what I've heard. It mm -hmm. wasn't a person, but I was wide awake. I mean, my eyes were open. Right. Staring at Stephen, you know. Right. Oh, God, yeah, it, Holly, I'm glad you're okay, because a lot of yeah, people was, aren't too okay after good. those kinds of experiences, you know. But it hasn't happened since. But I did warn Stephen. I, I've, I've lived here now for what four and a half years, uh -huh. and I warned Stephen before I moved in because I've had these experiences, and you know I've always had spirits around me because they know I can see them and hear them, and they want to talk. Mm -hmm. And I've had many, you know, tell me stories and different things, and and it turned out to be true. Or they want me to tell people. That's the big one. That they'll talk to me, wanting me to tell relatives that you know they're okay or you know other things mm -hmm. and before i moved in here i warned steve and i said you are going to start hearing things uh you may see things things will happen because you know i am clairvoyant and i am a medium so i said you you're going to see them i mean that's just the way it is and the first big experience i had been here probably about what just a few months yeah and we were in bed one night and they were talking outside the bedroom a whole bunch just just whispering you couldn't make out what they were saying but it was audible enough you heard them and there was a few out there having a conversation and steven's like do you hear that and i said yeah and he's like there's somebody in the house no i said there's nobody in the house i said not alive you know <laughs> and he's, he's like holly somebody's in the house and so he he loads his pistol and we go you know walking out there and he's all over the house looking and i kept telling him i said steven there's nobody here i said that that was spirits that, that you heard that's not people that are alive and and so i followed him all through the house and i kept telling him there's nobody here and so he checked everything and sure enough nobody here but yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean when that when that happened i mean honestly i mean i, I heard 
low voices, low conversation, mm-hmm. like like some people were conversing uh, under their breaths, more or less, uh, down the hallway, very distinctly down the hallway, and uh, we had no electronic devices on anywhere, and and it truly sounded like, you know, we had uh, some, some people in the house. And so, I mean, like she said, I grabbed my Ruger and I was, yeah, I was like, we have, you know, somebody's broken in. There's no doubt about it. You know, wow. and it's a, that's, that's how clear it was. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a figment of the imagination. It was, I mean, it was very distinct, very clear voices in the hallway. And wow. um, yeah, and it's a, uh, yeah, even had a definite sense of where they were and everything. And, and uh, so, yeah, I thought we had a break in <laughs> going on. Wow. Well, they were sure, I, I guess they were awful polite if they were whispering. <laughs> yeah, like real low voices. I mean, right, 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 right low, wow. right above a whisper. Um, like, you know, they're, you know. Yes. Could you make out anything they were saying or just hear the tones? Just hear tones. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But that happens a lot. And, and, you know, every once in a while, that's what, you know, I'll walk in the house and somebody will say, holy, or, you know, I, I was talking about this earlier. I get a lot of that, or whistle, or something like that. Sometimes Stephen hears it also, and sometimes he don't, because I'll be like, "Did you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah," <laughs> or "No." And I always, I always love it when he says "Yeah," because I'm like, "Yes." I have validation. <laughs> well, no kidding. That's how I feel if I've had, as I told you, but I had those experiences. It's like yes. in my and somebody sitting right next to me, and I, yep. you know, they don't hear a thing. That's what I said. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Oh, I know. And then they look at you like, "What?" You know. <laughs> I know. They're like, "Okay, crazy person." Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and I know I'm not, but you know, and right. you know you're not. But right. it sure does make you go, "Am I?" You know. <laughs> it's like, right. That's what I said. It's it's just been a norm for me. I mean, that's I've always had the experiences, even and all my children, uh, all four of them. Um, the boys, I think it mainly come on later in their life. Mm-hmm. They had the experiences like from teenage years up. They didn't have it all their childhood. Now my daughter did. Mm. Um, she had two that were not good presences that she used to get up every night around three o'clock. It was around three. Um, I know that's that's what they say, you know, when it's like the strongest, but it was about three o'clock from the time she's like three on. And I, I used to think, oh, well, it's okay, because she'd get up, turn, you know, play a little bit in her room, and then she'd go back to bed about a half hour later. It was no big deal. She did it every night. Mm. Well, when she got to be close to five, she comes in the bedroom one night, wakes me up. She says, Mommy, Mommy. I said, what? She says, they keep poking me. Would you please tell them to quit poking me? I can't sleep. Oh. And I said, who? She said, the little girls in my room. Well, when a five-year-old wakes you up in the middle of the night and tells you that, you listen. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, because I didn't let her watch scary stories. I didn't. Let, she didn't know. I didn't tell her at four and five years old that I seen ghosts or talked to them or right. you don't tell children that. Um, so I'm like, okay. So we went to her room, and her oldest brother was there. And a friend of his had stayed the night, and then my ex-husband. And I was like, well, Diana, let's put you on the couch. I don't want you sleeping in there right now. Mm-hmm. So we put her on the couch. The rest of us, the four of us, went in there. We said a prayer, um, come out of the room, shut the door. 
and you would not have believed the racket we heard. I do believe it. <laughs> we heard her bed. Sh we heard her bed, and I mean, I had three people to witness this with me. So mm -hmm. I, I was like, yes. I, I they can't say it. I was imagining or I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. We heard the bed shaking. We heard stuff being thrown around. You could hear stuff being rattled in her closet. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I kept her on the couch for about six weeks. But yeah, I ended up saging and blessing all the, the windows, doorways, all that, all the exits in the house and entries with, with holy water mm -hmm. and so blessing over them. And uh, yeah, it, it was interesting, but I finally did get rid of it. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, you know, that is that I, the first thing that set me off when you were talking about that was the children. Yes. Because I have heard and seen so much that you, a lot of times these little children ghosts are not children at all. No. That they are something extremely. Malevolent. Mm-hmm. They present themselves as, as children, mm -hmm. so they'll play with them. And Diana, then, you know, she's told me since, you know, she, they used to want to play tea party all the time. Mm. And she explained exactly what they look like. And lo and behold, um, I had a cousin one time, a younger cousin that had come stayed with us. And she said she'd never stay with us again because mm -hmm. she's seen one of them. Mm -hmm. And I have seen them um, when we was trying to get rid of them. I had seen them. I seen the full body apparition of one sitting on my couch one morning mm -hmm. um and it's exact exact look and everything in their clothes everything that she described yep. that diana described so when people say you know I, i'm not real big on in, um, imaginary friends when children have imaginary friends that is a red flag to me and i i question that i really do i think i think that's a good warning for you to put out here because yeah. I don't believe it is an imaginary friend. Either. Right. I don't think it's just somebody that's come out of this kid's brain. No. I think it's a real thing that isn't, nobody else exactly. can see. And exactly. it, may, it may not be something good, as you just described, mm -hmm. you know. And getting rid of them isn't easy. No. No, it's not. It, it took us quite a while. I was going to say, you must have had to work really hard to do it. And yes. I'm proud of you, because a lot of people are so afraid they can't do it, you know. Well, and that's what I tell Steve. I, he knows I, I don't put up with malevolent spirits. They make me mad. It makes me angry. Uh, if I'm in the presence, I can walk in somewhere and I feel them, you know, and I immediately get angry. I get angry mm -hmm. and I don't have any fear of them. Uh, I just, I tell them, you know, leave. And there is power. I know not everybody is a Christian, but there's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is. It's <laughs> a given. You yeah. know that. They I have think. no, they have no power over that name. And if you cast them out in the name of Jesus, they have to leave. They I agree. I agree. And they, and they will fight though. If a person doesn't oh, cast them out and believe they're doing it in the name of Jesus, that would be the right. other issue. It's That's like, it. you, you know what you're doing. You know the power in the name. You have to know that before you do it. That's exactly right. And, um, but if you do, yeah, I agree because uh -huh. I've had that experience where I've had to do it for a friend of mine. Right. And at that point, I was kind of a nervous young Christian. And <laughs> literally, you know, I walked into a room and that um, the heavy thing hit my chest. And, Ugh. you know, uh, yeah. And I remember yeah. thinking, yeah. oh, my gosh. And, and praying exactly, well, you know, not in my power, but in his. Get out of here. That's right. That's right. And, you know. Because we don't have the power. The, no. The power is in don't. the name of Jesus. It is. Know? And, 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 and you know, power is in the. When I sage. 
not mm-hmm. being afraid, you know, right. that's what I mean. It's like, because I, I had a really good psychic friend once uh-huh. tell me who was helping me, I was getting attacked, literally trying to somebody, something trying to get in my body. Right. And um, she, you know, and the fear was, this was when I was in my twenties and the fear was just terrifying. I was in terror at that point. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she explained to me very quickly, you cannot be afraid. You have got to be mad. Yes, that's it. Anger. And that is exactly what she yes. told me. And she's yes. had to deal with those. She had dealt with those things a lot. And she was right. You have to get mad and not be afraid because what they want yep. is that fear. That's know? it. They feed on fear. They do. Yeah. And, and I've had, you know, those experiences when I was younger and, and you know, more on naive and didn't know what I was doing. Well, yeah. Well, and yeah. I've had those experiences where they tried to get in and mm-hmm. it's, it's terrifying you know oh it's horribly but, terrifying yeah it is but that now one, i'm just like uh-huh name of jesus out. Gone. You and know. you know Keep i was gone. young and stupid back then and mm-hmm. literally this tried in the middle of the night i set up yep. straight because it was trying to get in while i was asleep yeah and you know that's when of course things were going to try to do they love to attack that's when you're trying cool. to sleep you know yeah they do yeah so steven how do you feel about all this conversation you're just being so good and quiet yeah. Oh, hey, well, she, she's uh, sharing quite a bit here. So Gee, I, I love that. what I'm hearing. I, Holly, you are always, <laughs> well, you guys know how I feel about you anyway, because you, you know, and we've had an, a really good relationship for so long, you know, for a couple of, what, a year or more. And um, it is, so when I got to find out that you had these experiences and got to interview you both, I got really excited. <laughs> Because you were the, yeah, I really, I know you people personally and I know who you are, you know, <laughs> and I know neither of you are lying type people and you're both very logical, actually. So, <laughs> so. that crack theories, do you know, but yeah. <laughs> well, before Stephen tells uh, uh, about what was here before me, I got one more I, I can, I'll share oh, is oh. the fact that this was probably about, was it last year? Middle of last year, when your grandma got a hold of me, I think it was last year. Um, I was I was laying here in bed one night. Stephen was on his way, and I, I was laying here, uh, not thinking a thing. And all at once, his grandmother, which I didn't know as his grandmother at the time, pops these images into my head. So I see this young lady just just having a ball, dancing a jig to this big band music, and and just swinging around and she wanted me to know that she said tell steven that i'm okay and i'm you know in a good place and and that i'm happy and then she showed me she skipped to i got pictures you know in my brain she skipped to the when she was older Mm-hmm. And she was holding this basset down. And she said, you know, he is with me and all this. And I explained to Steven. I said, Steven, and I said, you're going to think I'm, you know, off again. But I said, <laughs> I said, do you know anybody that would fit this description? And I explained to him what she did at first as, as a young adult. And then what she showed me when she was older. And, you know, the color of the basset hound, the way he looked, the way he's presented, what she was wearing, and, and all this in both times and and he's like he looked at me weird and he says that's my grandmother and I said oh well I said well she wanted you to know she's okay and you know that she's happy and she's she's in a good place and and I it was it was just such an uplifting message but that's what happens I mean I'll just be not even thinking about anything I'll go into grocery stores and you know I'll see 
loved ones and, you know, guardians following other people. And I'll tell Stephen, oh, so-and-so, you know, that person there, their brother's following them or their grandparent, you know, mm -hmm. a spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I see it all the time. And wow. I, you know, such so just things like that. Oh, and one more and then I'll hush. I, got <laughs> I just love you. You're so interesting, Holly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, well, I like people to hear it does happen. It and, does. And yeah. We're not crazy. But my grandfather had been gone for about 10 years. Um, and I went to go to bed one night. And I was probably about, oh, in my 30s, early 30s. And I was trying to go to sleep. And he come popping in my head. And he's like, Call Nita May. Call Nita May. And that's how he was saying it. Well, my mother's name is Nita May, mm -hmm. but everybody calls her May. Nobody ever uses Nita. They just call her May. Mm -hmm. And he's kept saying, tell Nita May I'm okay. And he wouldn't quit. And I, I said, Grandpa, you know, I told him, I said, Grandpa, please, you know, in the morning when I get up, I'll call her. But I'm <laughs> tired. I want to go to sleep. He wouldn't stop. It just kept calling Nita May. Tell her I'm okay. I'm a good, good place. Call Nita May. Call Okay. It was like 11 o'clock. So I called my mom and you know, she, she's in her upper eighties now. So she, she was probably close to 80. And I called mom. I said, mom, you're going to think I'm nuts. But I said, you, you know that how spirits are around me. I said, so I'm going to tell you something. And I said, your dad will not let me go to sleep. <laughs> and she's like, what? Cause he'd been gone for 10 years. And she's like, what? And I said, your father will not let me go to sleep. I had to call you and let him know, you know, he told me to let you know, Nita May, that he's okay. And I said, that's how he said it. Tell Nita May. And she says, what? And she started crying. Aww. She said, that's all he ever called her was Nita May. One mm -hmm. word. I didn't Aww. know that. I, I didn't know that. Oh, that's and so cool. So she said, y'all growing up. And so she cried. And, and it made her feel so good. And she's like, well, I'm so glad, you know, that he's okay. And, that it, and it really touched her. Aww. But yeah, it yeah. was validating, you know. For her. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Very. And then, uh, golly. And then Stephen has stories too. You guys must have a heck. I mean, on top of everything else you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you say, Steve? I said, yes, we do. <laughs> I can't imagine living with seven ghosts anyway and yeah, and, yeah. and trying to do everything you do. So, <laughs> I mean, your house needs to be investigated. I can't hear. Holly, come back. We, we actually at night, our kitties, we always make sure we put our kitties in a room with us and shut the door because they they go crazy at night if we don't because cats see them oh, you yeah, know they do um, mm -hmm. you know they're not closed-minded as humans are so they're they're very yeah, clear they react. They react. yes they do animals do react yeah. dogs and cats by the way yeah yes they, yeah. they get all crazy so mm -hmm. and scared so we actually put them in here and they sleep on the bed with us we keep the bedroom door shut i think that's a good idea yeah that's very yeah. because i you don't want scared cats i mean really yeah. no, no you know and that kind of stuff can terrify them. It yeah. can, and it gets really active here late at night. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right for most places yeah. that have hauntings. Yeah. <laughs> what it stays. I mean, my kids and, and friends of ours, and they all had experiences. They had their friends. You get your seat tugged on. And he don't care. He's like, I, I know they're going to do 
Oh, geez. Poor guy. <laughs> Do you get your feet tugged on, Stephen? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I no, stay, I'm not either. I stay anchored down here. You stay <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you haven't had your feet tugged. You got poked enough, Holly. Yeah. You don't need any tuggings in your hair. And well, my family has always been usually through the female side and extraordinary things like my uh, great uh, grandmother uh, was really, really close to my grandmother. She always told her, you know, I'll give you a sign that I'm okay. Don't worry. I will give you a sign. She promised her. And oh. so um, they had a clock that that was her favorite. And then she kept it as a beautiful, like tall, one of those tall, fancy clocks, I guess. Uh-huh. Exact term. Grandfather? Grandfather. A grandfather clock, yeah. And, uh, it hadn't worked for years, mechanically, just out of it. You know, it hasn't worked for years, wasn't, you know, it was it was just an, uh, ornamental at mm -hmm. that point. And she, when she passed away, um, the night of before her funeral, it started chiming, on, uh, started chiming. And then, um, then it ran all the way up until noon on the day of her funeral, and then it stopped. Oh, wow. So, and, wow. and again, mechanically just didn't work. You know I mean? It's a, it, it's a, yeah, it's, it was a really extraordinary experience. Then her mother was a Catholic devoted to the sacred heart of Jesus. And mm -hmm. so on her deathbed and in, in, uh, when people were gathered around, they brought a pure, pure white wax candle. And um, at the moment of her death, a red liquid came out of that candle and formed a heart at the bottom of the candle. Oh my gosh. Deep red liquid. Oh, and, wow. and, and we've still got that candle to this day. We haven't had it scientifically analyzed to see what the red is, but you can see this red uh, trip coming out of the top of the candle, pure white, white, you know, wax candle. And then at the bottom, it forms a heart and it happened right when she passed away. Wow. And so we've had some really profound like sign kind of things like that. Uh, but I had never encountered anything until, you know, uh, up until Holly almost, except where one time uh, I went through this really dark kind of spell when my mom had passed away and I was living in the family home by myself here, the same home that, you know, she's identified these seven spirits or whatever. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. But I started noticing shadows. Mm. And uh, at night, and I'd see them out of the corners of my eyes, and and eventually they start. It started getting to the point where it wasn't just out of the corner of my eyes. I would see movements like right inside, in interior in the house. And I wasn't, you know, drunk or on any kind of substance. I know I've never done drugs of any kind. Uh, and I mean, mm. so I, mean, I was, you know, stone cold sober, awake. You know, I was just working on my writing, uh, the publishing company, things like that by myself. I was in a very dark place because my mom passed, my dad had passed a few years earlier. And so I was in a really bad depression and I was really angry and sad and a lot, a lot of things going on. And, uh, and then so this dark, shadowy kind of experiences started manifesting, even to the point where one night I was just sitting in the office working and I could hear this big, heavy kind of footstep presence coming up the stairs and actually see the darkening of something coming right to the door of the office and, mm -hmm. and you could see the light change with the footsteps mm -hmm. and it was uh, it was big whatever it was, it was very big and i say that because later i actually went out into the living room one night and i stopped because i actually saw a large um kind of humanoidish kind of shadow shape that was almost as tall as the ceiling and it was and it just it just floored me i mean because i'd never seen anything like that it was not distinct but you could see the kind of the outlines of a head 
a torso, big torso, the body, that kind of thing. But it was, uh, it was, you know, pure black. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a shadow. And it wasn't a nice thing then. No, no. And I, <laughs> they aren't so, shadow figures. Aren't so they? I got tired one night and I yelled at him once. And I'm like, all right. I said, you want to, you want to have some fun? And I said, I'll give you some fun. I, I love heavy metal. So I went back to my stereo and I cranked up some of the most aggressive <laughs> heavy metal I could find full blast and all su- in, in my room. And all of a sudden things went flying in the kitchen at the other end of the house. Wow. I mean, things were thrown around the kitchen. I mean, they were, I mean, they were thrown scattered all around, like taken out of drawers, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so whatever it was, not a happy camper. And then I had a medium friend came, that came to visit me from North Carolina and she, uh, I hadn't talked to her a whole lot about it, but she went in the house and when she came on the back deck, she was shaken. And she said, there is, there's something really bad in there. And she was telling me about it and what she had seen. She saw it more clearly. She described it as a very, uh, almost like Joker-esque kind of countenance, you know, really, uh-huh toothy big big mouth kind of gear you know really macabre kind of looking being it was mm-hmm. uh, it was so she she didn't see it in a shadow form she saw it some other way and and she told me that it was uh it was a really you know a dark, very dark you know energy kind of thing you know i called it a demon she called it dark energy entity um you know just something like that and uh <laughs> just pick one yeah they're both yeah, the same yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so yeah i went through a lot of this and i come out of sleep and i'd see and the, the one that really kind of kind of knocked me over the edge is when i saw i kind of opened my eyes kind of cleared them and i noticed that there were small like almost like rat-sized things kind of crawling around and then i saw the big thing again so it was like a big thing and then there was uh you know a few of these like smaller kind of like rat-sized kind of things kind of crawling around near me and i was like what the you know and so at that point i was like uh, you know i went to see you know so, uh, a friend of mine was a, a priest that had connections with you know he had he'd actually studied under the ex the top exorcist in the diocese of chicago mm-hmm. and uh, so i asked him advice and others and they they said it's basically like a how he describes it, like a he said i was bleeding from uh, a spiritual sense because i was so depressed so angry yep. and it's like he said it's like blood in the water to a shark yep. he said it'll track these kind of things to you because it's uh it's you know they're, they're drawn to that kind of anger and fear and things like that and so he said he's you know just do your best to kind of anchor yourself and and steady you, yourself and interiorly and you know he and things with prayer and things like that. That's the only way that that it finally stopped was when mm-hmm. I finally got s- equilibrium or stabilized myself inside. Then, it, for whatever reason, it's it stopped. I didn't have any big showdown, but those phenomena shot stopped when I uh, kind of got a little more calm inside. That's and, a good uh, story, Steve. It really was, is. And, yeah, and that was that was the big uh, thing that I went through and uh, until the voices night with Holly, and that that was definitely uh, that was a little rattling because I thought I was dealing with a multiple person breaking, you know. <laughs> yeah, that rattles anybody, Stephen. <laughs> well, you know, when you talked about that, um, you know, I can't. I, Holly's kind of garbled for some reason. I'm back. Oh, thank you. Go when when. Go ahead. What were you saying, Holly? I, I said, Stevens learned that, you know, I don't put up with the malevolent spirits. I tell them, you know, you can't stay. If you if you stay, you're going to be good. So there's nothing bad, but Stephen always gets, uh, you know, fearful when something major does happen because he, he 
he, I mean, he had it bad before I yes. come. I mean, he had something really evil uh, that was hanging around and he's always, you know, fearful. Oh gosh, you know, it's going to come back, but no. Well, I, I understand. It won't come back as long as you, you know, right. if it does, you can get it rid of it. But, but Stephen was talking about where the place, the dark place he was in, this is where what happened yep. to me. Cause I got to uh, what the man I was, I was falling in love with what died suddenly. And it put me into a real dark spot. And this was way back when, and Stephen, that's what happened to me. Things started coming off the walls. And wow. then Tala, you know, I told you that's when that thing tried to get in. And it's like when we get to that point where we are fearful and sad and broken in a sense, it's like, that's when it, just like, the, just like that analogy of a shark and, you know, and blood in the water. That's true. Um, and so I don't think it's going to come back. I think you've, I think it's gone, but mm -hmm. it sure tried, you know, if it could have made Stephen, if it could have made you any scared or it could have sure tried to really work on you, you know? Well, it yeah. could have even, you know, then you may have been dealing with a possession. Yes. Yeah. And you weren't, which is, well, and there's the protection of God. So well, here's the interesting thing. The only place in the house that it wouldn't go uh, was the, uh, my parents' former bedroom where I set up camp and that's where I was going to sleep uh for for a while um and and i would notice that there was like an amorphous little whitish kind of orby kind of thing that i'd kind of see sometimes in here during that same period but i never felt a sense of threat from it but i also noticed that the, whatever the shadow thing was it would never come back to the same room that was wow. the, one of the only areas of the house where i never would see shadows wow interesting yeah. and okay. so there was a safe zone in the house that, that kept me, you know, at least I could get sleep at night. Wow. You know, I, shut, I shut the door, of course, in the bedroom, because I did not want to deal with looking at shadows. But, but, it was, uh, <laughs> no. but yeah, there was a was something else during that period that was kind of odd that I noticed and, and then noticed that that was the correlation. You know, they would not, the, t the two would not mix. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. That's amazing. That is so cool. I would love to go on and on, and, and we can, but I think we're going to have to stop soon. So I think we're going to, God, Stephen, that you guys in Holly, your stories are just amazing. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I went through when I was stone cold sober. Yeah, I know. And I, that's what I, yeah, I was too, by the way, when I went through what I went through. Yeah, no, no delirium, no nothing. No nothing. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing, Stephen. It really is. And that Holly moved in and she can take care of so much of this stuff right. is good. Right. And we do shut, you know, this door every night because the kitties and stuff, but there is one of our spirits is a little boy and mm. he tends to follow me around and at night, He's really active upstairs, and he peeks around. You'll see the shadow of him peeking around the corner. If you keep the door open a little bit, we're watching TV or whatever. You see him peek. He peeks around all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I've actually seen him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. He does it every night. Every night. So you know, we shut that door because I'm like, you know, I keep looking, thinking oh. somebody's there, and I'm like, oh, it's just the little boy. <laughs> you know to, to most people these experiences would have sent them over the edge <laughs> and what's really fun with you guys yeah. is that it's just like oh it's you know it's monday it's another experience <laughs> the world is mysterious and i'm always had an open mind you know I, i'm not you know not i agree it's not possible yeah oh no me either i i know it's possible and i know there's a realm beyond ours and an invisible realm that you know touches us and yeah. um you know people that don't believe in that 
that end up having an experience are all of a sudden believers I have found. Yeah. So, oh yeah. But I have just so enjoyed this day and this time Thank with you both. We have too. And I am, um, I just want to say, you know, now, even though we're ending the podcast, I really, again, want to thank you. And I want to, um, Stephen, if you, if you're okay with this, Holly and Stephen, I want to put out your um, URLs for your websites sure. right now. Sure. So um, if they, if people would like to find out more about Seventh Star Press, they can go to seventhstarpress.com, which is S-E-V-E-N-T-H. S-T-A-R-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Or if you want to find out more about the Imaginarium Convention, or if you want to attend it or be a guest, which I would really tell you you'd like to do, um, you want to go to entertain the, excuse me, enter the com, which is E-N-T-E-R-T-H-E-I-M-A-G-I-N a-R-I-U-M.com. Those are the two places that if you want to explore a publisher, they are really good publishing company. If you want to explore an amazing place for creatives, it's the Imaginarium this year. So, um, and I just want to ask, say, if you enjoyed this podcast, I, I encourage anyone to share with others who would be interested, and I don't see how they couldn't be after hearing about Holly and Stephen. <laughs> and to find out more about me, go to maryannpaul.com, M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L.com. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.